Sometimes the things in our life, we don't even realize it until it's brought to our attention, the things that need to be changed. That's why when we work in the Word of God, when we work the Word of God, when we work our faith because of what the Word of God is saying to us, we begin to see the results. A lot of times the result is the fruit of the Spirit that is evident. And a lot of times people see you and you go, they go, you know, something's changed. And the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But how do you see that out of somebody is usually what's coming out of them, what the words are that is coming out of them. So I've been bringing to our attention so that you will recognize this, that in our our lives that we're blessed. God has blessed His children. And some people go, well, uh, I don't know about that. Well, we're going to talk about those people just for a few minutes here in a few minutes. But everything that we have, you're not lucky, but you're blessed by the, the favor and the grace of God on your life as his children. And if you're not one of his children, you're just not a believer in God. Now, just in a few seconds, let me again explain the love of God. If you're not a believer, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I encourage you to be a seeker. Just, just listen. Just again, come to service and begin to understand how much God loved you. See, a lot of times people come and, and they'll say, you know, I'm not a believer, or they won't even come to church and they'll say, that's not for me. But if they would really just realize, let me say this. Until a man knows that he's lost, he doesn't even need to be saved. But God loved you so much that he came to die for you. And if you receive him into your life and make him personal Lord and Savior of life, the Bible says that you'll be saved, that you'll begin to experience that eternal life right now. It doesn't happen when you die. It starts right now. All through the word of God, we begin to see that God loves his children and begins to explain how increase can happen in your life. Have you ever had a problem? Come on. Have you ever had a problem where you just felt like, you know, I can't get past this. It's a constant thing that's always kind of like a, have you ever had like a big horse fly in your car or in your house? that went And you couldn't find it, but it just kept buzzing you. Sometimes problems are like that. Where, what, what is it? I just can't get through this problem. This morning, again, I want to begin a, kind of a part of this series on the blessing. And, and I'm going to call it the, the blessing through our words. Now, now, some of us have been through this before and some of us has heard this, but this is something that is so important in my life that I, I have to continue, put it before my eyes and, and put it in my mind. And we've been going through the promised land and how the Old Testament, how they, they came into a land that was not theirs and God gave it to them. But he said before they even entered into that promise, what? Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And do not let, do not let the word of God depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. The words that come into our life changes everything that's about us. And you are who you are because of words. Now, this morning I want to explain, and this has been a transformation as a believer into my life, that the word of God says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might know God's good and perfect and pleasing will. But a lot of times we hit a brick wall because we're, we're saying, I don't know how to get through this, this problem. Words change everything. When, when words come into your life, that's why the Word of God is so important, but it's not just the Word of God. It can be negative words can change your life. But words change your thinking, and when your thinking changes, it changes your emotions. And if you watch emotions, they're like gauges on the dashboard. A lot of times they're blinking. Hey, 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 something's up here. If you see the emotions rise and fall, maybe you're angry. Maybe some people respond by crying. But when the Word of God is in your life, it begins to change. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a transformation. And, and when your emotions change, your choices begin to change. You begin to choose different. Now, again, sometimes we have to realize that sometimes it's just the little things that are consistent over and over and over and over will bring big results after an amount of time. Your choices begin to change. And then your habits begin to change. Your character, then your destiny. This morning, I want to just challenge you. Come on now. Well, let's go on an adventure for a few weeks here. And some of us will have a drawback and we'll go, you know, I don't know about that. Just, just go with me. Just be here every week and with an open mind and allow the Word of God to maybe reframe your thinking. Because what I've learned as a 50-year-old man, that, that I realize that it's harder sometimes to unlearn some things that I learned in the past that are not right. And to change that thinking is going to have to be a whole new day in my life that I realize that I can't rely so much on what was familiar, which is so much predictable in my life, which made it comfortable. But it was just wrong. I want to challenge you to begin to allow the Word of God to change your destiny of where you are right now, where you find yourself right now. Have you ever had a problem and you call up your friends and you say, man, this thing is bad. I, I need some help and I just can't get through it. I, I just need. And you begin to talk about the problem over and over. And a lot of times when you go up to somebody and you say, how are you doing? The first response for us in our culture a lot of times is to gravitate to the negative. Well, you know, not too good. Have you ever had somebody that goes the other way? They stand out. I, I know that uh, Bruno, one of our board members, he's kind of crazy on that word thing. And he'll go the other way. You know, tremendous outstanding. So I thought I would try that one time. I was walking by, and I think I was in the shopping center in a mall. And you know how they'll stand out beside their counter and they go, how are you doing today? I said, tremendous. And they went, ha, 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 I, I never, that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good And it's a little uncomfortable, you know. You're like, and this guy just went on and on. He goes, I've never heard that before. Now, I don't know if I wanted to be a freak like that to stand out that much. 
But at the same time, it really rang home of how much difference it is for somebody not to talk about the problem and to meditate on the problem. You know, I, I, I don't know. There's some people that will get into talking about themselves and it'll almost be like a game. Have you ever heard two people, how are you doing? Well, I got this pain in my back. Well, I got this pain in my side. Well, you know, my foot hadn't been hurt. Your foot hadn't been hurt. Well, my knee has been hurting too. It could be a show, a, a game show. The, the answer that I want you to see is in the subject of the blessing of God on our life, we must start calling things that are not as they are. Already are. Let me let me say it. We must start calling things that are not as though that they already are, and that's speaking by faith. Think of words like pushing a start button. All of us realize that if there's things in our life like the coffee pot, or if we need to uh, start the dishwasher, or the washing machine, or if we need to start even our computer, that there's always a start button, a power button that we go in there and it starts everything. That's what words do in our life. Activating the blessing in our life is so simple, but it is in our culture something that is looked at as bizarre or even ultra mega spiritual, which can go into the spooky. You know what I mean? Ooh, this is not that. It is so practical. It is in what you say and coming out of your mouth is almost, if you believe in prophecy, you know, tomorrow you're going to be this way and you know. But so many times we're so prophetic out of our own mouth over our own lives and we're not even realizing it. Pastor, I believe in faith and I've tried that word stuff and it doesn't work. It just did. It is evident in your life and sometimes not even to the people that are, 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 not to the person, but to the people that are around you. It's obvious. Jesus said this, by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. In the next just two weeks, I'm going to be talking, I'm going to start this series and, and we're going to kind of use the illustration, four things, and I'm going to give you two today of the, the start button to realize how important our words are. And then we'll go into a deeper part of it. But th this morning, if you're, you're taking notes, I, I want you to put down, the first thing that I want you to know is words have creative power. You, you know, through the word of God, uh, it says this in Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. We don't really go that far, do we? What we say is life and death? Come on. Again, Proverbs 18, 21, if you want to prove it for yourself. We live in a world-controlled universe. Calling things which be not as though they were, as Romans chapter 14 or 4, 17 says, is something that is so odd to us that really what comes out of our mouth is controlling the environment that around is around us? The Word of God, all the way back in Genesis chapter 1, says that God spoke into existence by saying, light be, and light was. You know what I found out is it's in those just that little habits that we have. 
See, a lot of times we think that, you know, I've got to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat anything for 14 days, and I'm going to run 14 miles a day. We make these big old goals that we got to create. A it's not that. It's in the little things. It's increasing, as we talked about so many times. It's improving your life. 1%, just 1%, just can you give 1% a day? Just increase. When we're talking about our habits and our words, it is so hard because we will not even allow us. We'll get to that place and we go, you know, it doesn't matter what I say, but I'm encouraging you and challenging you. Try to improve what you say and it'll improve your life. Just 1% a day. Just, just begin. I want to challenge you to catch the words that are coming out of your mouth. You get to choose the world that you live in by the words that you're saying. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, well, we're going to talk about this a lot, but if you don't know this scripture, let me read it to you. Whatever is in the heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. It's almost like a bank account that's in there. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. What comes out of your mouth is so important. And sometimes when we talk about spiritual things, we don't think it's that important. But let me tell you, even in, even in the natural world, you know common sense. If you want something, but you said something else, you're going to get what you said. You really want a circle house. You know, one of those round houses that's a dome and you go, oh man, those are so beautiful. I don't like to be like, it. I'm going to build a house like that. And you tell your contractor, I want a square house. Would you be surprised the day that they took the veil off your eyes and your new home? Well, it's not round. I wanted a round house. I'll be like everybody else, square house. It's the same thing. We live in a word-created, word-upheld universe. Words have created power, improving 1% a day. Just watch what you say. You know, uh, the, the story of the talents, and one was given 10, one was given five, one was given one. And we, we know that the, the good guy and the, the bad guy. We know the good behavior that was trying to be rewarded in order to be repeated. That's why we use it as an example. The guy that was given 10 talents when the master went away, came, when the master came back, the guy had created 10 more. It doubled what was given him the same way with the guy that was five, but the guy with one went out in his backyard and buried it. Now think about this. There's something about crazy, right? There's something about a guy that howls at the moon. And there's a whole different crazy about the guy that howls in your front room. You're forced to do something about it. The guy that buried his talent probably really thought, I did a good job. I still got it. Jesus was bringing out the point, what has been given to all of us isn't for us. It's to multiply it, to use it for God's glory in his kingdom. 
Therefore, what has been given you as a believer, as you've chosen, God has chosen you before you chose him. Remember that and his family. But when you walk in the kingdom of God, the benefits are not just for you. This whole series has been based on those words to really our spiritual forefather, Abraham, that said, I'm going to bless you, God told him. I'm going to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. That the blessing doesn't stop with us. When you begin to talk by faith, you begin to speak by faith, you are activating that rectangular activating system of your brain. God has blessed me. I'm a child of God. You begin to become, it becomes obvious of all the things in your life. Come on, some of those small little blessings become even more when you receive them back after you haven't received them in a while. Let me give you an illustration. I don't know about you, but the other night, a, a, a storm blew through our neighborhood. And, and we kind of live out in the country, so when the weather you know, changes and the, the, the electric goes off, you just got to pray somebody called somebody that eventually it'll come back on, the electric. Anybody ever been there before where you go, Man, I hope so. well, why don't you call? You know, But for some reason, I, I got a neighbor, and yeah, they're going to call. So I went in, and I got this nice recliner. I got to admit it, pretty proud of it. And I got a pretty nice TV, and it was late in the afternoon or evening, and I was ready to kind of kick back a little bit. And I went in there, and I sat on that recliner, which is a little bit big for me. And I got to admit, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. But, but I, I kind of, you know, my feet are about six inches off of the ground, you know, because it's a little bit bigger recliner, but I don't do that. I don't sit like that. I push this button and, uh, uh, you know, I sit back, <laughs> click on the TV, electric off, no TV sitting there like that. <laughs> Just waiting for the electric to come back on. When the electric came back on, I don't know, it was 10, 15 minutes later, I was like, oh, I love my chair. I love. Didn't value it until I lost it just for 15 minutes. Are you with me? Begin to speak the blessings of God over your life, what God has promised you. The, the second thing I want you to know is words determine what you'll have. What, what you'll have. Listen to this in Mark chapter 11. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have what he says. Now listen to me. A lot of times as believers and you go to church and you've been, you heard that verse a couple of times, you go, I, I just don't get that. Because I, I, I said something and it didn't come about. And when I hear somebody say that, I say, do you do it all the time? Well, I just did it once. I wonder how they find the floor in the morning. Do they jump off the, and get on the wall and just slide down? I mean, how do they find the floor? Come on. It isn't just a one time, it's a style of living that brings life in your life that you begin to speak to the, the problem. I am not 
going to be consumed by you. Now, again, in our culture, when you begin to speak to things, they begin to go, there's something different about that guy, and it's not a good thing. But again, we live in the world, but we're not of this world. The Word of God is bringing about a change in our mind that's going to bring things to our life that is different than what everybody else has. We live in a world that has negative flow. And if you think about it, the boat, if, if, you know, if you've ever been in a boat and you're in the middle of the water, you're glad to be in the boat instead of the water. But, but picture yourself in the boat and the Word of God is the boat. If you're like everybody else and you choose to do what everybody, you're just going to float right downstream. But to get what the Word of God says, you've got to use your faith of oars or oars of faith and begin to paddle upstream. It's not something that's going to come all the time natural to you. When those people around you are speaking negative and saying, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if God's in this. I don't know if He's going to come through. It is so much easier out of peer pressure, even if you're 50 years old, the peer pressure is the people that are around you, to follow their example and go, you know, I don't know either. You're going the wrong way. It's time to turn the boat and begin to put action into it. Learn to say, that's not happening in my life. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to believe that. Let me tell you this. It is so important for you to understand when you're speaking to the problem, that you're telling the problem, you're not bigger than my God. It's the example of David looking at a Goliath and everybody else only can see Goliath, but David can see Dave, uh, David can see God. And he's bigger than the problem that is facing everybody in the room. But let me again remind you, if you begin to take responsibility for what God has put in your life and given you through delegated authority, by saying that I give you this. If you speak to the mountain, it will be removed. If you take responsibility, then you begin to be the person that people go to. They go, man, you, you, you see things that I don't see. But here's why. Let me just tell you. Here's my uh, take on this. Because a lot of times people will not speak by faith. It, it's easier to blame the devil. Now, he's got our part in this. I know that. The enemy. Or, or they'll do this. They'll blame God's will. It just wasn't God's will for my life. Can, can I say this? If God has called us to be the salt and the light of the world that stands out, we can't be broke sick all the time, disgusted. When I read a verse like Psalms 37 that seek, seek your happiness in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desire. In Psalms 23, listen to this translation, stalwart. Does anybody know what a stalwart is? A person that's loyal, reliable, and hardworking. A stalwart walks in step with God. 
his path blazed by God, and he's happy. But if he stumbles, he's not down for long. God has a grip on his hand. Now, now when, when I read that, I begin to go, wow. And all of a sudden, I read it a couple times, and I begin to meditate on that passage of Scripture. Because all of us want to be happy. That, that, let me tell you, everybody wants to be happy. And if you don't know this, a lot of times that's why we go back to doing things to, again, regain happiness. What do you like to do? Well, I like to eat. Well, where do you do? I'm going to a restaurant Friday night. I've been saving up for it. But why? Because it makes me happy. You can go all the way to the extreme and get involved in addictions. That'll make you happy. I, 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 I drink. I do drugs. I do all this other stuff because it makes me happy. But the word of God says, I've got an alternative to that. And if you'll allow my word to get into your heart and come out of your mouth, you'll be happy. All right, we got some rainfall. Golf clapping. There's a a pastor that has passed away. His name was Charles Cap, and this guy is salty. I mean, he's kind of got a, a burr haircut, and he says, you know what? God told me my people, they can have what they say, but they're saying what they have. And I love that quote. See, saying what you have has no power in it. You're just stating what the position you're in. But speaking to things that are not as if they were, you're speaking by faith. God, I believe your word for my life. Now, let me tell you, we're running out of time here, and this is so important in your life. So let me encourage in the most respectful way. Husbands and wives that you have a partner that lives with you and you can speak into their life. and they can, we, we know that there's triggers, don't we, in marriage. I know you didn't say that, but I know you went. This is a whole new uh, world for some of us to watch what's coming out of our mouth. I want you to give permission to your spouse to begin just saying, oh, watch that. Now, this is hard. And some of us have done this in the past. And my wife is in here right now listening to me. So I'm right with you. Because the problem, how many knows, you know, the Bible says, don't be surprised when problems come. I'm not saying you're never going to have a problem. It's coming. The question is, what are you going to do when the problem comes? Because in our culture, the knee-jerk reaction is to talk the problem, and when it gets so bad, you begin to pray the problem. God, I tell you what, they're mean down at work. You know them. And I could use an example. You know what I'm talking about. You pray in the problem. If God inhabits the praises of his people, who inhabits our complaining? So husbands and wives, just for the next few weeks, the 1%, just the 1% growth. It's just, I want to encourage you just in a loving, and I repeat, a loving way, to just prod a little bit and say, you know, 
it's going to be okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to move on, but you guys know. Don't, don't be getting mean. Say what Pastor John said, and now you're talking that negative talk. That's why we're in this spot right here. Quit that. Quit that. Stop that. Loving. Loving way. Say, hey, 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 hey. Easy, easy. What is it that you desire? And we talk about the three prayer requests. If somebody comes up to you, or if you went to somebody that wasn't even a believer, can I pray about some? Most of the time, the three things are what? The relationships in their life. Well, I tell you, my husband or my wife or my, my boss, my child, they, they want prayer for relationships. Or they want healing. They want health in their life. I, I need this. My, my father's in a, in a surgery, whatever, healing. And then the other is finances. I, ne- I need help on my school bill. My, my job doesn't pay, whatever. Three things. So what is it that you're believing God for? I think that some people have gotten to the place where you'd ask them, what do you want God to do in your life? And they can't give you an answer. Do you remember the, the guy at the pool of Bethesda and Jesus comes up and says, what do you want? I'm sure he's looking at him like, I'm pretty sure everybody knows, but you, Jesus. But Jesus wants him to verbally say it out of his mouth. What is it? Do you want to be healed? I've been here for 30 some years, 38 years, and nobody is there. Complain, complain, complain. Problem, problem, problem. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the healing. Speak to the financial problem. Speak to the relationship problem. It doesn't work, does it? Oh, I'm a believer because it's worked for me. There's been people in this church that have been walking a certain way, and they, I don't know if I believe that, but I'm going to try that. Wow! That stuff works. And they come up and they say, thank you. I said, man, I did write that. That's in the Bible. I just told you about it. I want to encourage you to allow the Word of God in your life to begin to transform your thinking from where you were yesterday and to where you're going to be in about seven to eight weeks. Now, that's just the starting line. This is for the rest of your life. But even though you might be uh, an older person, and you think, well, I wish I would have known this. Today's the day to start. It's a new day. And because you have never been this way before, you need to follow after God. Let, let me say this. You can't go to church one time a week or two times a week. You can't pray one time and then talk negative the rest of the time. It's a constant thing. It becomes a system in your life. So let me again repeat. Small changes over long periods of time bring success. This week is a week that I want to encourage you to start catching the words that you say. By me just suggesting and preaching this and knowing that it's coming in weeks to come, I want you to have that rectangular activating system going that you begin to recognize actually what's coming out of your mouth and the people in your house is mouth. Filter out the bad words you're prophesying over yourself, your wife, your family, your children. Next week we're going to be talking about two more things, but again, 
It's so important for you to just say to yourself, I'm going to keep an open heart to this. Because when you, again, begin to become a believer, what did I say, begin to be, you make the choice and the decision to follow Christ. But that is a day one. That's the starting line. There's so many people in the world that thinks that's a starting and the finish line. What follows that is being obedient to the Word of God, allowing God to be Lord in your life. And this is one of those things that is so important in a believer's life that so many people don't know about. So I want to pray for you. And understand, while I'm praying for you, I'm praying for myself. I'm not here to condemn you about what you've done in the past or where you are, possibly because of what's been coming out of your mouth. But for us, the excitement and the energy and the the good news is that God says the past is gone. Today is a new day. I forgive you. Repent. Let's go on. Let's go on. Get up. Take action. How many people are going to take action? Good. Let's pray. Father, today, God, we make a decision that today, that God, that we want to be obedient. We we want to be, though, hardworking at being obedient. And Father, we know that uh, just the starting point, the start button is the words that are coming out of our mouth. That God, that we, we, we pledge, God, we commit to watching the words that come out of our mouth. Father, that we won't speak the problem, we won't pray just the problem, the complaining to you. But God, that we'll walk in faith and allow the words to come out of our mouth that we believe in you. We're not going to look at the giants and think ourselves as grasshoppers or just not able because God, you're with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, we stand on that truth. Father, I pray for my friends that are here today. These people that are going to go into the world in a few minutes, they're going to go to restaurants. Tomorrow they'll go to work. They'll be around people that aren't believers. And Father, I just pray that God, that you would again talk to them through your Holy Spirit living within them and they'll be able to hear your voice. That God, that you love them and that you're with them. Now, Father, it's going to be okay because you're still on the throne. And Father, even though this is a dark world, that God, that you are the light of the world. And God, you live within us. And we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you leave this morning and take this word with you, let me again remind you, next Sunday morning, the two classes, one at Axiom Coffee and the other one right here in the sanctuary. After that, at 1030, we'll start with worship and do another service. And I want to encourage you for seven weeks to plug in. Well, Pastor, it's hard for me to get up. I know. Do it anyway. It's hard to get to work. But you want the paycheck, don't you? There's a paycheck by getting the Word of God inside of you. Amen. Another thing is, remember, if you'd like to donate to the people that are going to Honduras out of our church as a mission, put that on an envelope so that we'll make sure that it goes there. 
another need that our church has, and I appreciate Lisa Cruz, our worship leader, and she's been faithful to our church about 4,532 years now. <laughs> Exaggerate for a purpose. She has been very faithful to our church. And Lisa and Homer and the crew came up yesterday, and they, they put this projector in this place for a difference in the, this summer. Let's give her a hand. <laughs> And uh, we're in need of two more projectors, if you haven't did the math yet. One for that side and one for that side. Two projectors, they're about $1,600 a piece. And then we'll have the, the projectors taken care of. Uh, already we have $1,000 pledged. So we just need, you know, $4,562 and whatever left, about $2,600 left. So if you can do that, we'd love for you to do that by putting it again in an envelope. We want to make sure that it gets to the right place. Would you stand with me? I'm glad that you made a choice this morning to come hear the Word of God. Father, bless my wonderful friends as they leave now. And God, remind them that God, they're special because they love you and who lives inside of them. And Father, as they leave, that they become and they see themselves as the salt of the earth and the light of the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Go get them, guys.